Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. This is I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano and Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Hey, watching the images from uh, the aftermath of the hurricane. Now, I know the hurricane is, I, I don't know if it's been downgraded to a tropical storm, so it's still going through parts of Florida and will affect the, the Carolinas and Georgia. But, man, uh, some of this damage caused around Fort Myers and, I guess, Naples and Sarasota all up through there. That's some serious That's some serious uh, insurance claims right there. Yeah, this is going to go into the billions of dollars, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And plus, we were talking about off the air. I don't think I don't know if we made these comments on the air. But, you know, it, these kinds of storms, people say, well, okay, that's Florida uh, tough. That's tough for Florida. But the amount of wood, for example, that's going to be flowing to Florida to make repairs and to fix, you know, house all, all the all the building supplies, that becomes an issue for the entire country. And, um, and wow. I'm, I'm not begrudging them. I'm just saying these kinds of devastating storms do affect the entire nation in one way or another. You're talking about a, a two three year rebuild. Yeah, for for what I'm what I'm looking at, Sanibel Island, for example, that's yes. a very popular destination, especially in the winter for people to go to South Florida. So, um, did I, it, did, how did uh, did some was uh, I, what happened at Sanibel Island? Is that well, they were it, just showing pictures of it on uh, some video footage on oh, Fox okay. News, and it was just devastated. How street after street after street of houses destroyed. Oh yeah, and and. Uh, then they got fires happening now. You got live power lines down oh, all over the place. Yeah. You got flooding, which. Uh, Ec- you economic dislocation. You get families dislocated. Right. I remember. Right. Well, uh, I was going to talk about Katrina and the, and the numbers of people, thousands, who never went back. That's how um, our very own Abraham Hamilton mm-hmm. III, that's how he met his wife. His family was dislocated from Katrina. <laughs> they went to Houston, Texas. Right. He was working there. He met mm-hmm. uh, his uh, his future yeah, wife the, there. The flooding that took place in New Orleans. That, yeah. he, he lived in that area. The yeah, so, ward, so they so they th- there'll be people who may <clears throat> never go back. The communities were wiped out by Katrina on uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast. I'm not sure if they ever rebuilt those, but uh, these these are devastating. Yeah, but you're talking with, about a lot more homes. Yeah, uh, it, uh, in in that area of Florida. Yeah, yeah. Then I mean the. From New Orleans to Mobile, yeah, you got Gulfport, Bluxy, Pass Christian, and yeah. Pascagoula, uh, and but there you're talking about fifty, sixty, seventy thousand right uh, pop, population bases. Yeah, whereas you're talking about the areas that were hit down in Florida, you're talking about Tampa probably a Bay mi- and, and you know half a million, ma- a million people. Yeah, along the coastline, I'm talking about just along the coastline who's have their houses with their property. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, uh, Steve, what do you got? Good morning. Um, let's start by paying off for, for the promise we made yesterday. Uh, the new Italian prime minister-elect, her name is Georgia Maloney, and uh, we were talking yesterday about a speech that she made. This speech was made in February of 2020, but it shows 
a little bit why the uh, the left is going apoplectic. I want you to listen to some of the values that she's espousing here. She's talking about Pope John Paul II, who was a, um, a very um, intelligent pope. Uh, he wrote a book. Politically astute. Very Understood very the much. cultural trends. Um, uh, he wrote a book defending traditional sexuality in the family that just sent shockwaves. I have it. I've read it. It's theology tremendous. Yeah, it's it is. All right, uh, but now, her her accent's going to be a little bit difficult to hear. Uh, yeah. it's to Italian. Understand. So just yeah. just Ed will translate afterwards if, if, if we need. If you're listening, just move your hands like Italians do, and it's kind of like a a television uh, antenna picking up. It, it'll help you understand. Yeah, a little I'm sure better. it will. Cut nine. John Paul II, the Patriot Pope, knew perfectly well that nations and the, the fact of belonging to a people sharing the same historical memory were the bedrock of the freedom of every man. He never tired to repeating that there is no Europe without Christianity, a teaching which is more topical than, uh, than ever today, when the Christian identity of Europe is under attack by a distorted secularism that even attacks the symbol of the Christian tradition while throwing open the gates to the most intransigent form of Islam that wants to apply Sharia law in our European homelands and which lies at the heart of the Islamic terrorism that has caused, caused bloodshed in Europe and in the United States. John Paul's second patriotism also enabled him to view today's historical events in the light of a Christian realism shorn of all rhetoric, as in the case of immigration. He considered that the right to immigrate had to be preceded first and foremost by a right not to immigrate, to live in peace and dignity in one's homeland. Christian patriot, also critic of mass immigration. When you think about that today, John Paul II would be on the European Union's blacklist as a dangerous subversive but not for us. Neither. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. When you talk about, uh, listen, that kind of thing, when you, t we, sometimes we don't understand how much the West has changed. When you talk about, for example, Harry S. Truman addressing a meeting of the attorneys general of the United States, talking about the importance of the 10 commandments to our culture, all right, a Democrat. Okay, when you talk, sometimes we don't realize how far we have, we have much we've changed in just fifty years, seventy-five years, and what this new uh, prime minister-elect, uh, I think you called her, uh, of Italy, she's talking our talk in terms of the importance of Christianity to Western civilization and the dual threats. This is a brave lady. The dual threats of an aggressive and hostile secular humanism and then the opening of the floodgates to the uh, most intolerant forms of Islam who want to apply Sharia law in Europe. A tip of the hat to this lady. She may be Italy's new Donald Trump, although she probably understands Christianity more than uh, President Trump did. Good speech. Yeah, and I think just the reason that the United States press and the left is going so batty over this woman is because 
she's espousing, I think it's because she's espousing some of the same things that President Trump was espousing. Closed borders, at least a monitor on immigration um, and family, the importance of family. And anything that smells of President Trump is going to reflexively be... Well, former President Obama said that if you have a problem with these people flooding over our southern border, he said you're racist. Right. I mean, that's the view of the radical left. Right. And like your your point, Steve, that's over in Europe, too. So she very well could become the next Donald Trump in terms of being a target. Hmm. Next story. All right. Um, breaking news. Uh, President Biden planning for his future, I suppose, in a first he has appointed a diplomat for plants and animals. Oh. Yeah, is this serious? Her yes, her is name is Monica Medina. Cue the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, she'd for be representing right Scooby-Doo, too. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. Steve, uh, I was looking at something, and so I halfway heard what you said there. Yes. Could you repeat, please, what you just said? In a first, the uh -huh. U.S. has appointed a diplomat for plants and animals. What does that mean? What would that? What would this quote-unquote diplomat for plants and animals uh -huh. do? Well, in the age of global warming, they would advocate for the plants and the animals. Is this an animal rights kind of thing that they're going to sue it's on behalf of, a, of animal? That you've, I've, I you've heard of this, but right? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a cabinet it's a state level. Department. I don't know if it's it's like it's cabinet probably, level at this. No, point. I think it is. It's going to be a cabinet okay. level position, and it's going to be called Secretary of Doolittle. <laughs> Both figuratively Secretary. and literally, and lit, literal, literally, <laughs> Doolittle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Secretary of Doolittle, that new cabinet position at the Biden White House. Uh, so I just he'll listen. come in. He'll talk about how he talked to the animals Perfect. and the plants, and he got and what they have to say and. What pronouns those plants want to use and those those kinds of things. Anyway, so in all, in all seriousness, this is a real thing, Steve. Yes. Okay. What Washington it, Post is reporting it. Well, what's the point? Uh, I think they want somebody in the in a position of influence to be able to advocate for for global warming stuff. They're already doing that. Well, they got another one now. They want to speak for plants and animals too. That's right. So uh, it's not just the human race that concerns. By the way, the, uh, listen, we're not going to be speaking for unborn huh? children. Is is what I'm doing, and I'm and I'm sitting here thinking, I I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it anymore. These people, the, the the level of stupidity that is at the top of the political food chain is just blowing my mind. Yeah, but have you seen these parade of clowns they put out there to serve in the administration? I mean, they're far lefties. Yeah. They're, they are, huh? They're uh, like, it's just, I, I don't even know what to say it's, anymore. It's just a, How is that possible? It's like going to the circus. Yeah. And you, you know, you, you got the, you know, the freak show. Or yeah. Here, okay. That's what the Biden administration is. I know most people don't pay attention to who these cabinet level or even sub cabinet level people that are always doing, doing inquiries and interviews and, and press statements and the, this is they, they got one guy up there who here we go we're about to get banned you ready for it yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna predict we're getting i'm gonna predict that youtube will take us off okay yeah it's brent if we get taken off of what i'm about to say does that mean that we're we're gone permanently no no they we've we've, we've okay we've clicked over we've got a new okay set, a new set of downs you got uh 
Is it undersecretary? I'm talking about the dude. Assistant that secretary of health. The dude that dresses like a woman. Levine. Huh? Levine. The, the Richard man, Levine. Richard Levine. But it calls himself what? Is it Richard? Does he go by Richard? No, no, no. He goes He goes by his, his female. Rachel, I think. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's Rachel. Okay. You can't even really listen to what he says without looking at him going, what in the world? <laughs> Am I right? Yes. Okay. No, you're absolutely but, right. And then, and then you got this these left wing uh, ideologues up there. I mean, these are hardcore. Uh, that, what what happened is okay. What happened was, and what has happened is, when he got in, Biden is not one of these people. Okay, it, it, historically, yes, he's a gaff machine. He yes, he's a Democrat, and yes, he's liberal. But he's not. He hasn't in his career been a far left wackadoodle until now. He's not now. I don't think. Okay, let me before I'm going to come. A, I'm a Biden apologist here. I'm pointing at the liberal. Yeah, pointing at the liberal, <laughs> That's liberal right there. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. If if he really had his faculties, and if he were true to who he's been over his career. It would be a more Clinton-esque, uh, moderate, more liberal to moderate administration with people that wore suits and 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 everybody knew who they were and they had a history. Uh, I'm talking about running his administration. Okay. Right. This is my opinion. I can't. Can I? You know. I'm just. Oh kidding. sure. Okay. So what? But instead, what? That's what you would have. Uh. Uh. If. if if it was more reflective of Biden's career. Okay. All right. Now, but what you happen is you have a guy who doesn't know what's going on half the time. He's barely able to, to make it through the day without stumbling around or, or calling, you know, you know what I'm saying? We all know what I'm saying. Okay. So that being the case, there's somebody else running the white house. It's not Kamala Harris. She's in the same boat. He is, except she's, she's not, uh, going downhill mentally she just never has been there to begin with to right. begin with i mean that with all due respect <laughs> so I can tell huh i can tell okay so what's happened is whoever's it's uh chief of staff of the white house and the team around that person that's controlling personnel the far left freak show has they they're the ones who have they're, they're appointing people who believe like them, okay? And just to be a Democrat is not good enough. Right. You have to be a hardcore, uh, as I say, far lefty to, who believes in socialism and believes in basically communism and do away with and all the LGBT uh, transgendered movement to the extreme uh, global uh, warming caused by uh, fossil fuels and we need to get rid of them all together and we need to do it now. Those are the kind of people that are, that are in the white house and uh, not well, at least in the white house and also down the line in the immediate uh, administrative offices. So did that make sense? Yeah, no, I listen. And, but the, but the problem, the problem I have personally, uh-huh. I know we all share this. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, this is the way I look at it. You talk about the freak show. Yes, it's the freak show. But I don't want the wolf man, the bearded lady, and the yak woman 
running our country. Well, they are. <laughs> I'm ready. You ready for me to drop you for the shoe here? I got news for you. And guess what? And now, and now you're, they're in there with you in the House of Mirrors. Yeah. You want me exactly. to? Exactly. Okay. You know what? The House yeah. of Mirrors, that's what I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm in the House of Mirrors, and I'm going, I'm telling my brain, this is not real. Right. This is not real. You right. don't look like that. Okay? Right. Neither right. does anybody else you're right. with. We don't. Right. It's we're just having some fun. I'm yeah. about ready to drop the other shoe here. Go. Okay, go drop Dave. it. The White House Chief of Staff. His name is uh, Ron Klain. Klain. You know what his wife's name is? Monica Medina. The what? New Ron Klain's wife is the, the new, new diplomat, diplomat for plants, for plants and animals. And animals. <laughs> wow! How'd you you dug that up? Good, good for you. I That's, would have thought Hunter Biden would have got that role. Yeah, well. He must be disappointed. <laughs> Hunter huh? Biden. Well, I mean, they need something for him in there, you know, yeah. to earn his money. Oh, he's earning money. He's <laughs> earning money, Jerry. <laughs> oh, he's earning money. <laughs> but it's see not. You, he's, I see what you did yeah. there. Okay, so, right. so, so so you're saying there's a bit of, are, are you pulling our leg? I am not. So Ron Klain's wife got this plum position. All as, right. As Secretary of Plants and Animals? She may be. She. What, what's the name of it? Uh, she currently serves. I'm looking at the Washington Post story. She currently serves as the department's assistant secretary for oceans and international environmental and scientific affairs. <laughs> so she got bumped up. All right. she, she got what, up. She got a promotion. What does she do every day? Get up, go to work. She, she gets her cup of coffee she, on behalf no, no, of the she, ocean, Tim. That's clear. She goes to work, yep. right, on her bicycle. Obviously, yep. she's not doing anything to harm the planet. Right. Right. <laughs> well, I see goes what you did her, there. So goes to work on her I'll bicycle. bet she does not drive ride a bike. I'll bet she gets picked up and up. Gets her cup of organic coffee. Or maybe like ba- like uh, Beto, she gets driven nine-tenths of the way there and then gets right. out of the car with her wasn't bike. Beto, Beto or was, Rourke. Uh, it, yes. it wasn't Beto. It was not Beto? No, it was, it was Buttigieg. Oh, oh yes. Buttigieg. That's right. Yes. Sorry, Pete Buttigieg. I, I saved you from a, from a Kamala Harris moment. I, you did. <laughs> huh? I did. Okay. All right. We probably need to move on at this point. Yeah. Yeah, because we'll spend the rest of the time. Yes, we will. And we can. We, we can. Between Ed and I. Well, uh, it's. Ed and me. Whatever it is. All right. I got two more things. Pick one your, of them is. Ser- pro now. One of them is serious and one of them is not. So let's start. Let's take with, the serious one. Yeah. First. Um, you guys remember the movie God Smuggler? Uh, I never saw Andrew. it. I do remember it, Brother Andrew. Brother Andrew was a missionary uh, who used to smuggle Bibles across the border into communist uh, Europe. Uh, he has died at the age of 94. Um, he That's a heroic figure. Yeah. Uh, he was also the founder of Open Doors, which is a uh, persecuted church uh, uh, a ministry. Um, that right. Talks the, about the minister. Persecuted. And help the persecuted church. Right. But the, he, 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 he would walk in with suitcases full, and he wouldn't even try to hide it. He would just walk in. He said one time, and there's a story in the story that I, in this article that I have, where he decided to, that he, he was going to let God protect him, and he started putting these Bibles in plain sight. And he was stopped by a, a, a guard. This, at, is, this is when com- Eastern Europe was yes, under communist control. Right. He was stopped as a guard, and he said, as he prayed, a bold idea came to Brother Andrew. I know no amount of cleverness on my part to get me through this border search. Dare I ask for a miracle? Let me take some of the Bibles out and leave them in the open where they will be seen. 
Putting the Bibles out in the open would truly be depending on God. I handed him my papers and started to get out, but his knee was against the door. This is talking about the the guard. Yeah. The border border guard. Um, Holding the door closed. And then the almost unbelievable happened. The guard looked at Brother Andrew's passport and abruptly waved him on through after he put these Bibles out in the open. And the article here I have, it references the Star Wars scene where the guards say, this is not the droid you're looking for. Yes. Move on. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) This is the the modern day. Only this was real. This was real. This, This is, listen. Uh, f- f- there may be many young people who did not grow up in the time we're talking about, with, right. where Eastern Europe was under the control of communists in individual countries, but under the shadow of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, young people, please study history because this was a heroic man. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. And one that God's hand was truly on. All right. Let's end here. Um, you remember. This is you, the end? Not the end of everything. <laughs> But I think this will wrap That's up debatable. our show for I thought today. You were doing like prophecy or something right there. No, so although you're, you're just saying that's the end. But the way you said it was like a like a movie. The end is near. The end is near. You said end let's end with this. Yes. When he leaves here, he does go downtown and with the sandwich board <laughs> and walks up and down. Remember those guys? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the end, end is near. near. <laughs> yeah. End is near. Okay, so you're saying the end of the show. The end of the show is upon us, and it so might. You got something. It fun. might overtake you got, you, us. You by the way. <laughs> You got something lighthearted, not related to yes. Kamala Harris. Yes, there's a climate activist in uh, down under in, in Australia named Izzy Cook who got uh-huh. caught. Listen to cut ten. For example, so we would have to apply to have like approved events to be able to fly for. Well, that's one thing that you could look at doing. Am I allowed to go to Fiji? Is that necessary? In the current climate crisis, I don't think that that's necessary. When was the last time you were on a plane? Hmm. I'm not sure, maybe a few months ago, to be honest. Where'd you go? Fiji. (laughs) Izzy! (laughs) Izzy! Don't you care about the climate, Izzy? Of course I care about the climate. Not enough! You went to... (laughs) You went to Fiji! (laughs) Izzy! Come on, mate! Are you serious? Now, yeah. we're talking that that girl right there, Izzy, is 16 years old. About that, yeah. And she's being become a sort of a celeb so nice in, in Australia. Yes, is that Australia? For, for for you know for speaking out on climate change. Right. And she's and, an activist. She's an activist, <laughs> and she went on this show. This is Sky News. This is a this is a conservative. It's like a right. Fox News in yeah. Australia. And she's criticizing the woman for going to Fiji. Well, the woman asked if she can go to Fiji, and she says no. Because she was Um, questioning Izzy. Is Izzy Cook? Yeah, that's funny. Which would be a great, that's a great rock, rock. Yes. Izzy Cook. (laughs) Izzy Cook. Yes. Uh, Because Izzy Cook was talking about how we need to be careful of the environment. So this report, this uh, talk show host, it's a TV, it was a TV talk show. Asking what is your what are your ideas for helping to save the planet? And staff of planes. Yes. Yeah. That was she, that was brilliant. And, yeah, I, I love the laughter. It, yeah, that was funny. But that's the way it is with a lot of these climate uh, change advocates. They they fly around on private jets all over the place. Yeah. While they tell us little people, you need to take the bus. Right. 
Huh? That's right. To save the planet. Yeah. That's, All right. And listen, to her credit, Izzy Cook, she basically kind of admitted that, yeah, that this wasn't. She had to, she had to go somewhere with her parents, and her parents yeah. are burning up the planet. Right. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Um, I thanks to Ed, Brent, and uh, Chris, and we'll see you tomorrow, everybody.